City of Stevens Point Redevelopment Authority Meeting, recorded February 21, 2023. I will call the um, February 21st meeting uh, of the Redevelopment Authority to order. Director will take the roll. Schleiss. Here. Gardner's excused Kneebone. Here. Cooper. Here. Kemeter. Here. Maddox excused Barrett. Here. We have a quorum. Good. Number two, persons who wish to address the board on a specific agenda item other than a public hearing must register their request at this time. Those who wish to address the board during a public hearing are not required to identify themselves until the public hearing is declared open by the chairperson. We have no public hearings on the agenda. Anyone register, Director? <coughs> Excuse me. No one is registered, I believe. Uh, Stephen Thompson is here uh, for agenda item number five. He may want to speak on that, so I'd ask the body to reserve uh, his ability to speak on that specific Not a item. problem. <coughs> item number one, election of officers, chairperson. I'm willing to do it for another year if you want me or whatever. I'll nominate John for president or chairman. We have a nomination. Is there a second? I'll second. We have a nomination and a second. Any discussion? Uh... I have to call nomination two more times, Mr. Chair. Oh, yes. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? No, is that too many? <laughs> Start all over. Seeing no other nominations, uh, all in favor, aye? Aye. aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Uh, election of officers, vice chairman. John Gardner is not here to decline, so I'll, I'll, I'll nominate John Gardner to be chairperson. Vice chairperson. Yep. Mr. Gardner, second. we have a second. <laughs> Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? See no other nominations. I will close the nominations. All in favor, aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Commissioner Gardner is elected as vice chairman. Item number three, approval of the meeting minutes on November 9th, 2022. Director. Uh, meeting minutes are included in your agenda packet. Uh, unless there's any corrections or changes, I uh, would recommend approval. We have a motion. Moved approval. By Dave. Second. Seconded by Gene. Discussion? All in favor, aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Number four, Housing Modernization Loan Program. Director. Uh, very excited to uh, bring this before you uh, this afternoon here. Uh, Chris Kleismith and Mark Cordes uh, have been working really diligently on the creation of the Housing Modernization Loan Program itself. Chris included a memo within your agenda packet. He is so much more versed in this than I am, so I'm going to kick it over to him to do the presentation, uh, and I'll be here to answer any questions along with Chris that the folks might have here on the board. Thank you, Director. So at our uh, most previous meeting, we had discussed the Housing Modernization Loan Program, so I won't go through a lot of the back-end details, but I'll respond to a lot of the concerns and, and changes that we've made uh, to accommodate. Um, the major concern being the can of worms scenario, what happens when an applicant runs through in, into a, a problem within their um, construction project that might um, um, incur more costs uh, for them, and what does that mean for us to finance the project? So to accommodate that, we did reduce the maximum loan amount to 30000 and to keep $5,000 in reserves in the case that a situation were to arise. 
um, the following item to be if they need to exceed that $35,000 that they may come to the board to this body to request additional funds um, to utilize as a part of that loan program and then it'd be up to this body to um, either approve an additional request or to deny and um, have that applicant um, find funding elsewhere. Um, that is the, the major change that happened between then and now. Um, Mark Cordes and I have been working diligently with our Treasury staff to ensure that our management software is appropriate and ready to use, and it is appropriate and ready to use, and we are quite excited to launch that. Um, thanks to your initial questions, we've um, at our previous meeting we were able to um, also um, pitch them an idea to uh, allow components of their reconstruction pro projects or to um, be paid out um, as they get completed instead of in one lump sum at the very end of the program. So we're excited to have that on the other end, but at this point I'd um, open up to any other questions. We're excited and ready to roll out the program. Um, you may note that on um, in the terms and um, of the program that depending on whether or not the property lies within a neighborhood improvement zone, um, they would be subject to either a 1% or a 2% loan. Um, that's something that Mark Quartz and I have been working on to establish priority areas with decreased, uh, uh, I guess, high age of housing stock and also uh, decreased uh, quality of that housing stock. So we're excited to incorporate that this into that program as well. There's a question. No questions. We're just looking for approval of, as presented? That's correct. All right. Looking for a motion to uh, approve as presented. <laughs> I'll move that we uh, approve okay. the uh, um, housing modernization loan program as, um, as uh, reported. Is that sufficient? Yep. I'll second. I'll second. Mary, Mary seconded. Second. Any further questions? If not, director will take the roll. Schleiss. Aye. Oh, I flip back here. Uh, <laughs> T-Bone. Aye. Cooper. Aye. Governor. Aye. Barrett. Aye. 5-0. Motion carries. Uh, number five, request from Steve Thompson and Megan Owens for exemptions to the multifamily conversion grant program. Director. Uh, thank you. Uh, so I believe this is um, one of our first multifamily rental conversion programs. In fact, I believe it's our second that has gone through the process. Uh, but uh, uh, the applicant uh, applied for the, the program itself, uh, went through the process uh, with the application was approved, but there were some specific exemptions that they were asking for. Uh, because staff doesn't feel necessarily comfortable providing those exemptions, we do typically bring that before the redevelopment authority. Uh, you folks have seen these types of exemptions for our neighbor helping neighbor program uh, as an example in the past. Uh, but again, I have not been working with the applicant, uh, so I'm not super well versed in this. Uh, so I'll kick this back over to Chris and Mark to provide any additional updates. Thank you, Director. So the, the applicant requested about about four exceptions, but one of those we uh, believe to be in line with the program, and, and so they do not need an exception for that. Um, but the three major exceptions to their request would be to remove the owner-occupied deed restriction as a part of um, the renovation of 1648 College. Um, 1648 College is um, within the campus core area of the city of Stevens Point. 
um, and has been, uh, I suppose, a, a priority property, as one might say, for the original intent of the program to renovate uh, multifamily housing stock that was once designed for single-family use. Um, so it's well within the eligibility requirements. Um, the applicant has done extreme due diligence on navigating the um, requirements of the program itself, um, has been very diligent in um, seeking out multiple quotes from, from contractors where possible, um, and has already started renovation within this property. Um, so the owner-occupied deed restriction exception is the one that staff have uh, the most concern or awareness about, about granting. The other two requests uh, before us are to reimburse the architectural services, which were previously incurred. One of our um, requirements of the program or in unallowed expenses is um, previously acquired services that they've already paid for. However, the applicant did need to acquire those services to know which walls they could tear out and start to modify the home. So um, staff are more open to allowing that request to go through. And then the other request being the reimbursement for lead contaminated floor refinishing with the use of only one quote uh, because it's such a specialty service. Um, and staff also feels comfortable in allowing an exception on, on that. Um, I guess allowing that request. Um, but before you is the, the request about the owner-occupied deed restriction that we um, wouldn't bring forward for discussion, and I believe the applicant is here to, to discuss this. Um, he has brought forward a few, um, I guess, options too that they might be open to. Um, and so at, at this point, I think I would like to open that up for, for discussion. Commissioners. Questions are, shall we hear from the applicant first? I, think I would say go ahead, make your presentation, and we'll discuss it. Yeah, come up to the lectern, sir. Chris, do you want to shift the microphone? So I'm Stephen Thompson. Uh, my fiance Megan Owens, wasn't able to join us today. She uh, stuck at work. I had a little more flexible of a schedule. Um, as he mentioned, we recently acquired 1648 College Avenue. Uh, we're exploring a number of remodels, um, many of which we're paying for ourselves, some of which I think fall within the scope of the program, thus the application. Uh, the main exemption that I think you need to discuss is that owner-occupied uh, restriction. Uh, that was the original source of our hesitancy to uh, kind of approach this program, uh, namely that neighborhood, just an anecdotal review of the neighboring properties. They're essentially all owned uh, by landlords. Uh, the property, just from the time I've been there, is a little louder uh, side. Um, we have no plans to rent the property. Um, our concern is in the event of a job loss or other reason we'd have to move. Uh, the property I know when we acquired it had sat on the market for a very long time. I'm just not sure how many potential buyers are there and I think an owner-occupied restriction uh, might put us in a little bit of a pickle in the event we need to uh, liquidate for whatever life throws at us. That being said, Chris expressed the uh, reasoning why they were reluctant to do that, largely regarding setting a precedent for multi-property uh, multi owners uh, just trying to access this property outside of kind of the scope for what it was intended. Um, I think I, I pitched a number of possible alternatives trying to kind of 
find that gap between why I'm looking for the exemption and why there was hesitancy to do it, I think probably the easiest way to approach it is rather than an exemption for the requirement at all, if the exemption could be altered uh, to essentially be a restriction in gross as opposed to a restriction on the property itself. If the concern was we don't want to give money to people who are going to be renting, we are happy to sign away uh, our rights to rent that property. But in the event we needed to sell it, uh, we would still be able to sell to a landlord. The single family restriction would remain in effect. Uh, I know the general progress you're looking for is single family and owner occupied. So even in the event we did sell, you'd still be making some progress with that respect. And I think that would go a long ways to avoid any uh, unintentional precedent setting for multi-property owners. I'm happy to answer additional questions. Would you be open to an agreement where if you sold it and it did not get uh, restricted back to single family owner occupied, it you would reimburse the city 100% plus interest of the entity loan proceeds you got? Uh, that would, I'm open to the concept there. Uh, I think the single family restriction is one I'm more comfortable keeping on there. Um, if it was, I'm just, I was kind of thinking about the whole reimbursement angle on this as well. Um, I imagine if I had the ability to just buy my way out of it for interest, then the board's approval of this would somehow start to look less like a, we're converting the characterization of the neighborhood and more like you're giving loans, because I would just be able to buy my way out of it with a conditional release. I think the flip on that would be the single family restriction would stay in effect. So you're getting that, no way out of it, that's going towards redefining the character of the neighborhood. Uh, but the owner-occupied requirement, perhaps that could have some sort of buyout on it. Uh, I think that would generally require some sort of assessment of the value to the city of how valuable is the single family restriction that we'd keep in place versus how valuable is the owner-occupied restriction that there'd be some sort of uh, buyout for. Um, but I'm open to a lot of ideas. I'm, uh, beggars can't be choosers, right? I'm looking for an exemption. I'm happy to work with you all to find something that makes sense, meets the program, and make sure we don't get stuck with a property we can't sell or rent uh, in the event we need to move. Not that I'm planning on moving, but I'm an at-will employee, so. Commissioners, your, your thoughts. Hmm. Um. I guess we were looking at it at you know for you know to have a base for the owner occupied person to remain there is you know it's kind of the spirit of the program. That was the right? spirit of the program right. and uh, um, I, you know I you know just hate to right away here here's one of before this all of the rooming houses that have gone back to single family have been because of the buyer without any assistance to do it and uh, um, you know it just seems that we'd be kind of defeating the whole purpose of the of it can I respond go ahead just want to make sure I have the floor um, so we intend to own or occupy the property, certainly. It sounds like the intent there is that the people that own it should have it. Um, 
I don't think anyone can guarantee they're going to be able to live in a single house or a single city for <laughs> any extensive piece of time. Um, I think the buyout option would give us a little bit more security. Really, we just can't get stuck with something we can't unload. And I just don't know how many people are looking to buy for owner-occupied in that neighborhood. We obviously did, uh, partly because it's incredibly close to my uh, office location. That was a big draw for us there. Uh, if you all are successful in the redevelopment plan, I'm sure it will be, over time, a more attractive single-family owner-occupied neighborhood. Um, but if we had some way out, that would also uh, make us a little more comfortable in the event that we go to sell and the only people who are looking to buy are uh, landlords. I think that's already similar to the program now where they talked about, well, if you violate it, you have to pay it back. I think that's in the program language. Um, that wasn't clear to me whether, well, if you violated it and you paid it back, that meant the restriction was lifted. If we could somehow get out of the restriction in the event of we need to sell and we can't find anyone to sell to because nobody wants to live here except landlords, um, then we'd just be more comfortable. But it's the biggest investment of our lives to this point, and it, to tie an anchor around it makes us very nervous. My concern is like Commissioner Kimmeter's is that we just starting to program over here and all of a sudden we're making exceptions. So I think uh, my preference would be if you wind up with a problem, you can bring it back to the board at that particular time. But when you're selling it, it's got to be sold. It has to be owner occupied. Otherwise, what's to stop it from staying? Even if you did buy it out, I know I suggested it. Oh, what's to stop it from going back to rentals and we've got the same situation, which is opposite of what the intent of the program is? Well, the situation would secure the lasting benefit of the single family restriction. Another option I proposed uh, was to, you know, to recognize some give there, let's have some take somewhere else. The program, it requires a 20-year single family. I, I'm happy extending that as long as you want to write it to be. I, I think that is solid progress compared to the, the prior boarding house use of the property. Um, the, the property grant itself, it's not just something that kind of fits under the program. It's removal of two bedrooms. That house is going to be fundamentally altered um, from being able to be used as the let's cram as many students in here as we possibly can format that it was uh, currently and when we acquired it. So that, to some extent, there is no going back. Commissioners? <coughs> Brian. Uh, so uh, a few things. Uh, thank you. Obviously, this is uh, was one of our biggest problem homes in the city, in the core especially. Um, and so your investment is, is really critical uh, to the health and stability of the neighborhood just in general, even if we don't decide to uh, allow it as a single family use. Just the conversion itself is a step in the right direction. Um, I guess when the program was put together, the intention was owner-occupied, single family, and really the city becomes an investor in the property. And when we look at ways that we can implement significant change within these neighborhoods, within these communities, um, this is that one way to do it, is, is keep those um, restrictions as, as part of the application itself. Um, it's part of just if you're going to do business and you're going to ask for funds from the municipality, you should be expected to 
uh, follow the rules regulations that we have in place. Um, and, and obviously the owner-occupied is, is a big component that we've talked about that quite a bit at this board, the importance of having owner-occupied homes, uh, especially in the core of the community. Yes, you are the first one to do the, the conversion within this neighborhood. I sure hope that there's going to be a number of additional conversions over the coming years. Um, and that's why staff is, is not really keen on the idea of exempting the owner-occupancy requirement. Uh, an option that you could do, again, is um, Mr. Slice had mentioned is you could um, uh, have a payback requirement and I think staff would be more than willing to work with the applicant on that um, or we could reduce the number of years that we would require to be owner occupied single family uh, maybe you go from 20 to 15 or something there to, to, to consider um, I don't know if I agree with the argument that you know uh, the value of the home would decrease if it had to be sold as an owner-occupied. I, I guess that's um, uh, another conversation that we could have. But um, I'm pretty firm that you know we've created the program for a specific reason, and that we've got to follow that uh, program guidelines as much as possible. So um, I'm appreciative that uh, the applicant's here and is stating his case, but staff is uh, relatively firm on the fact that if you're going to participate in a program like this, it's got to be within the confines of the rules that we've set forth. And, and I think, you know, I think um, there should be, you know, if, if he takes another job out of town, then it comes back to to us to resolve that, you know, situation, you know, yeah. with, the, with the fact that it'd be owner-operated, you know, owner-occupied, that, you know. Yeah, and, and that's something that we've done in the past as well where, um, an agreement's put in place and a few years down the line something happens and the, the applicant comes back before the body and asks if you know they could be exempted from whatever the contractual agreements they might have. We've, we've had those discussions in the past, as this body probably recalls. Mm -hmm. <coughs> well, since this is relatively new in the program, I'm really not comfortable with making changes in it. I would move approval for the re two reimbursement requests and deny the owner-occupied restriction request. I'll second that. I have a second by Commissioner Kemeter. Discussion? Yeah, I mean, this isn't an area, the specific part of town that we've targeted for this very reason. Um, and I think if things change, come back. And we can look at it in, in new light. But just to say, you know, just in case, I mean, none of us have a guarantee in life. So um, I'd rather say come back to us if the situation changes and we'll work something out. But I don't want to see, it's not a good time to start modifying the program before we've even really got it rolling. So, um, I'm very pleased with the, the, the designs, the plans, you know. Um, I think it's a great idea, and if you do follow through on them, I don't think you're going to have, you know, the absentee landlords coming back in and wanting to change it all again, because it's going to cost them, you know, buku bucks to to get it taken care of, and I think that would be 
Yeah. And, and we wouldn't, typically, we would not allow it back to a boarding house. I mean, after a year of it not as a boarding house, yeah. it loses that grandfathered status. Mm -hmm. And then you go back to the situation of it's no more than, as the code is currently written, two unrelated individuals. Um, and so that would be something that, you know, we, we can be cognizant of kind of moving forward as well. And your house, I think, would be into the stage, you know, where younger people, you know, it's going to be first time home, you know, it's not, it's something they might be able to afford, you know, without having to do the work themselves compared to, you know, building a new somewhere. Brief comment, please. Very brief. Do I have to go up here? Yes, please. Thank you. My name is Cindy Nabel, um, District 3, 1100 Phillips Street. Um, I just wanted to make one comment that most people might not be totally involved in or aware of, and that's the Housing Task Force. Um, putting this to keep it, saying that it has to remain, um, if you would want to keep it a single family. That's, that is changing. It's in the midst of being changed right now. As of tomorrow, we're having a meeting about the definition of family. And there's a push for it to become four or more, possibly people, to be allowed. And if we change the definition of family even to um, um, occupational or people living in it, it would not mean anything at, that they'd have to have someone living there. So we really have to be careful that with the housing task force wanting to change that definition, it doesn't mean that it has to be owner-occupied. It could still be single family and then become a rental with four or more people in it again. And that's not what we want to do in our area. And that is what's being addressed or brought forward tomorrow. So some of you might not be aware of that, but that definition is going to change a lot of things in this town to more types of four or more people living that are not related in a house and if it goes to by square footage it could be who knows so I just think that you know there's a lot of changes going through and it's going to hit again on top of the people that you're talking about exactly is that you can't sell a house in your area because so much of it has become rental that you can't get more people in there to invest in it and get it back to being 50-50 it's gone so extremely the other direction in my area and more than just my area. I've heard it from other people on the other side of Division Street, on Franklin Street, and how much they have complained about the changes, what their neighborhoods have become, that they've been taken over by investors. So I, I feel so much for you because I get what you're saying. There are people that, that, that buy houses in our areas and say later, we're sorry we did. Because houses that were single family homes were changed into more people living there. And it's going to happen even more so if they, we do this because we're thinking of housing um, on a, um, unequal housing equity, right? The rents are going to be still as high no matter how many people they put in there. And they're not going to be less because they can have more people put in there. But that's what's coming up that's being pushed next tomorrow. So right, thank you. it makes a difference. Just, just, just for clarification, the Housing Task Force is making a recommendation. The Housing Task Force has no authority to change the zoning code. That responsibility lies within the Planning Commission. Um, and there will be updates uh, discussed at the March 6th Planning Commission. 
the meeting tomorrow for the housing task force is just to review the report that was put together uh, in conjunction with the housing task force and city staff on what changes could be made to make the community more uh, friendly as it relates to the different housing needs. So just for anyone listening at home, so. Uh, first, as a response to any concern regarding definitional changes to single family, if that is a concern, uh, it could be defined in its own way in the deed restriction itself. It doesn't necessarily yep. need to be tied to changing standards. The deed restriction could say two unrelated people, so that can get locked in. Uh, I'd also, uh, it looks like we're moving towards voting to deny. I, of the two options of just take the exception and hope that one day maybe we'll be kind enough to allow you to sell the house to the potential buyers. I'm reluctant to do that. I'd be very interested in discussing the buyout option. Uh, that way, at least I could still sell it to someone and take the hit of just returning the granted money plus interest. Um, I'd be happy to discuss that further. But you said I should be quick, so I'm quick. <laughs> Thank you. Um, can't speak for the whole commission, but I don't think the buyout option is really something that we'd be interested in currently, since you are up on the front and we're still seeing what's happening. Any other comments from the commissioners? I think the single family, that, that possible change in that definition, doesn't matter as much as the owner-occupied. I'd like to stay with that, because that's really the spirit, right? It's right. To, it, and, it, and it isn't going to help you out because you feel that you might not be able to sell it to the same market, but the, the whole purpose of this program is to bring owners back into the neighborhood, right? All righty, we have a motion. Would you repeat the motion, Director? Uh, motion be to approve the two other, other exemptions which would be related to the, the flooring reimbursement and the architectural reimbursement uh, and deny the request for um, any changes to the owner-occupied deed restriction. Um, am I correct? Correct. All right. Director will take the roll. Schleiss. Aye. Kneebone. Aye. Cooper. Aye. Hameter. Aye. Barrett. Aye. 5-0. Motion carries. We are adjourned. Thank you for taking time to come to our meeting. <clears throat>